1: It's time for the BAQAA, the BAQA, what you say, the BAQA with Manday, the BAQA with Tiffany, the BAQAA. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Brown Mission Question and Answers. You got questions, we got answers, although we're not your attorney, nope. we're not your financial advisor, we're not your mama, nope. but we are be beautiful, smart, Brown girls who know a thing about money, career, business. You know what I'm saying? So if you mm-hmm. have those questions, you can send them on in. BrandonPitchPodcast.com. Ask anything. Um, or like, you know, you can send us a, um, an audio note on Instagram. We'd love to hear those. And we might introduce you and bring you into the studio to ask those questions live. We're going to talk That's about, so co- well, it's our career, but these are, this one is actually career-ish. <laughs> career life. Business. It's Business. Business. <laughs> business. Ooh
0: mixing business with career, that's fine. Um, let me read our first question from Anonymous. Let's go. It says, hello, I was wondering if you both could possibly touch on finding an attorney for a business. I'm reading Get Good With Money, getgoodwithmoney.com, and saw where Tiffany has a section on getting an attorney as part of your money team. She even lists a resource, which was really nice. However, after checking out the attorney's page, I wanted more information on best practices to select an attorney, taking into consideration costs, et cetera. What should be outsourced to an attorney, and what can potentially we what can we potentially handle doing on our own? Additionally, if you're open to it, could you touch further on Dun's numbers, trademarks, copyrights for a business, or provide more resources to consider for research purposes? Hope this makes sense. Thank you, anonymous.
1: It does make sense, anonymous. Not to um, me. What's Dun's
0: numbers? Is that the Dun's and Broad Street uh, thing?
1: No, your yeah, the, the Duns Numbers is all, I forget what it is again, because I have it for my business, um, and I forgot, like, yeah. just that quickly. I was like, what was that again? Um, like, That's okay. Uh, yeah, like, no, because I, I you know, it's a, It's you know what it is? It's like your, the, okay, Dunn's Numbers is Universal Numbering System, abbreviated. It is a proprietary <laughs> system developed and managed by Dun. Okay, yes. So...
0: Oh, it is Dunn's and Broad Street, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like your social security number for your business, yes. kind of.
1: Exactly. So Ish. it's, a. Mm-hmm. so it's important to have that because it also will allow them to see, like, I think it's attached to your business credit. So you can kind of like track your, with your DUNS number, there are things that you can apply for that you might not otherwise be able to do. It's not the same as the EIN. Yeah, Which I feel like is
0: more important. You need that EIN, the tax ID number. Well, you have to. I don't to, have a DUNS business, number. You don't have to
1: have a DUNS number, but you have to have an EIN.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, is is the more important is like the one you've got to have. Yeah, but um, yeah, anyway.
1: you gots to have. Yeah. But anyway, so one, yes, one. Let me say that I have the best attorney in the world. Her name is Tony Moore. She's a sister M O O R E. Her business is legally chic. Follow Tony on all the socials. So I didn't have an attorney like like because. I wouldn't say, so I don't pay Tony monthly. I don't have a retainer. I just hire Tony to do attorney-esque things. So in the beginning, I will say I took care of a lot of things myself. So I trademarked the budgetista myself when I first trademarked because I didn't have the money, you know? And it, I think the trademark, I think it was like two seventy five dollars to apply. I, I did make a mistake, but I will say with trademarks, they do assign you an attorney. And mine was super nice. Um, so the trademark attorney who was like assigned to my case or whatever called me. It was like, girl, what is this? So kind of was like, am I supposed to be walking you through this? Do this, do this, do this. And I was like, thank you. So you can trademark yourself. You just take your time and you could do the now. I, You know, I don't. I just, if I want something, I just send it to Tony. But I would say for the, I didn't start working with Tony for, it's been maybe three or four years. I've been in business almost 15. So for the first 10 years of business, I did almost everything myself except for what I absolutely had to get an attorney for. You know, we, I, we did a lot of... Um, get that contract off Google, which I'm not saying is great, but I get it because you don't always have money. And then what happened over time is that we replaced those things. I'd be like, you know what? This is the year I'm going to have Tony look at our, you know, our employee contracts. And she'd be like, girl, is this from YouTube? Google. I'm like, it is. She's like, girl, this is not going to hold up in court. So we, I had Tony update our NDAs. Then like, if I want to trademark something, like I trademark Dreamcatchers, I trademark the Budgetista, Molly Moore. Tony, like even re, um, cause I think after 10 years, your trademark, um, expires. So I didn't even know. Cause Tony did not initially do my trademark for budget I did. And I didn't know that it was expiring. She hit me up and was like, Hey, budget like, is it actually it did expire. I was like, wait, what? She said, girl, your trademark is floating out here in the wind for someone to scoop it up. Do you want me to apply for you? I was like, oh my gosh. So a really good attorney will look out for you holistically. Cause Tony said for all of her, all of her, um, the people that she works with, she keeps a list of all of their trademarks in general, even if she didn't d- do it. So she could just check on them, which thank God, because girl, somebody could have got budgetista, then where would we be? So I-
0: There's so many different like- types of attorney and like practices so what's yeah does tony do like a little bit of everything and then yes i feel like this person also is like where do you find an attorney so like how did you find tony
1: so i say one of the best things ways to find a business attorney is to ask other small businesses because likely that that um person has a similar budget to you you know and you know is likely to someone who is like oh okay if you if you can afford them likely i can too And also, too, you know that, you know, you can ask questions. Have they done a good job? Are they thorough? So Tony is very much a jack of all trades type of attorney. But I will say I also have an entertainment attorney now because, you know, after doing Netflix, I have other projects pending. It was Tony herself that says, I can look at the final if you want me, Tiffany, just to give you kind of like some behind the scenes girl. Ask them this. But because it's very nuanced, that industry, I have a specific Nina Shaw attorney at law. She's amazing. Google her. She's a fabulous black woman who is like well-known in the entertainment industry. And that's my entertainment attorney. Um, But then I also had an attorney where when I really needed to lean into complicated contracts, not to say Tony can't do that. She can. But I kind of was like, I was already, Tony is my day-to-day. Here's my trademark. Take a look at this real quick. And then when I have something that's really, really big and important, like I said, not to say that she can't, but because she's doing already so much and I want to prioritize that, I have sought out attorneys who do specific things for one-off. So I would say it's okay to do things for yourself in the beginning, but I would not negotiate. I mean, I had a friend who negotiated her own book deal and got... Child screwed. I mean, didn't even make probably one third of what she should have made because she didn't have you know um, representation. And so there are some places it just it doesn't behoove you to skimp. So major contracts, you know, it's it's it's. So what I do is, and here's the hack: try to get an attorney that you can get for a lump sum instead of like this hourly. Like, okay, I can review this and I'll charge you. It's like, well my budget's a little limited. Can you just say like, how can you give me a flat rate for this review? So that way there's a little more back and forth. You don't have to say, I don't want to ask that question because it's going to, so that was really helpful that it's like, okay, I'll review this contract for $600, a thousand dollars, whatever that is. Um. So yes, ask other people, make a list of all the things you're, you're needing and uh, potentially an attorney for. If you don't have the budget, you know, there's some, you could certainly do the legwork yourself to to do some of those things yourself. Like tra- honestly, you just go to the trademark website, it walks you through, you know, it asks you the question, you just fill in those things. You have to understand that when you trademark though, that, um, you're not just trademarking, like I trademark the budget needs for a specific category, but cause there's other categories, you know, you could potentially, you know, somebody might be able to open up a budget needs um, restaurant. I don't have the trademark for that. That's why you've seen Four Seasons, the, the really fancy hotel, but there's also a Four Seasons garden shop because the fancy hotel Four Seasons does not own the, the trademark for garden shop. That's why having an attorney help you with that is really important. But yeah, ask questions. See if you can get lump sum fees because that will save you a lot of money um, and they'll save you a lot of stress. Um, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, you need to get cool with your attorney. Some of y'all like get cool with them because I can ask Tony like sidebar questions. I have a friend that every time they even like say the word attorney, their attorney sends them like a hundred fifty dollar bill, you know. But I can be like Tony real quick. Is this is this right? Or I can have Tony look over. I had Tony look over everything. Sorry to my book agent. She's listening, girl. But you already know what it is. That like although she negotiates my contract, my book agent, I always have Tony look. I'm like, is there something that maybe was missed? Because Tony is my last eyes on things like that. So I'm telling you, like um, having an attorney, you know, and and making room for even if you can't traditionally afford overall for those things that could literally break your business, scrape up the coin and and save um, and to pay for that service.
0: Yeah. From my perspective, the only attorney that I've had to hire is to um, pursue my trademark. And the reason I hired an attorney is because I found out that there was already an application for my trademark Mandy money um, out there. And it was a financial um, like a financial planner, and we have different businesses, but anyway, she had trademarked it, and it was even Mandy with a Y. And I like naively thought, well, mine's Mandy with an I, and it's different, you know. But um, my oh, trademark attorney, and her, <laughs> yes, hers, her, her firm specializes in intellectual property. I did not know her um, before um, I hired her, but I was referred to her through a another um, influencer, like um, um, Delia and Barrows from Delia and the Money Coach, worked with her. And um, I wasn't sure if I needed an attorney because I, again, I, I know how to do a trademark. I filed, um, we did Brown Ambitions trademark uh, uh, before we did with Tony, like I was looking into doing it anyhow, but um It was during that first consultation when she was like, click, click, click. And then she's like, oh, there's this Mandy money is actually going to be an issue because there's, I forget all the legalese that she used, but it's confusion in the marketplace. Like they were, she's like, I can promise you they're never going to approve this. So I did engage her. Um, And to Tiffany's point about like hourly fees, there's like four people on her staff. And she basically gave me the rundown. Of here's my hourly rate. Of course, hers was the highest because she's like the boss. And then she has like a senior attorney, and then an associate, then a paralegal, and you go down the line. And she's like, we will assign casework to the appropriate person, but always, you know, striving to make, do it most economically. So it was helpful to have that hourly breakdown. But it wasn't even an hourly breakdown. It was like every six minutes. It's like a build every six minutes, something like that. I know. Um, but she came up with a retainer. It was $5,000. So basically, I put $5,000 on hold with her um, because to do like a, to do a, um, uh, the it's kind of like an unknown process. Either you're going to be waging war, trying to prove that you were the first person to use your trademark that another person has applied for she just wasn't sure how much work it was going to take um it has not ultimately cost all those five thousand dollars um and i have a a good update this week is that they were able to get in touch with the other mandy money's attorneys and um they've agreed to a consent a consent order i had to do that too yep Yeah, which basically means we can both play and we can both be Mandy money and we acknowledge the other exists and it's fine. Um, so it looks like I'll be spending a lot less than that, but this was too much work for me to do on my own. Um, so for me, it was worth the, it was worth the um, money. And because her firm only does IP stuff, I felt really like I was in good hands. Um, other than that, I feel like honestly, the most important person on the money team for a business is like your accountant and your bookkeeper. You know, like that's where I would focus on first. Um, and,
1: like, and like I said, these are one-off, you know, like you're you're not going to need an attorney all the time. All the time. Like, and I, sometimes there are people who do both. Like I have my, my spokesperson agent, Ellie. Like that's one person that I don't have Tony look at those contracts because Ellie does such a thorough job of like, she's not an attorney, but she is a master spokesperson negotiator. So she does all the contracts. So she negotiates and looks at the contract and red lines it. So, you know, there, you might just know that like, uh, to Mandy's point, you know, if something is really important, like Mandy Money is her name, it is critically important. So she knew if it's going to cost, it's going to cost. It's worth the money, you know. And then something like, you're like, oh, you know, it's like, I might try that myself, you know. Um, so, yeah, just keep that in mind. But like I said, one of the tricks for me to keeping those things down is negotiating not every attorney is going to go for it, but negotiating a flat rate or fee for certain things so I can set a budget and say, I know it won't go over this. Or if it is an hourly thing, setting an hourly thing was like, but it's not going to go over this. you know. That just helped me, and I've been able to to negotiate that.
0: Big girl stuff. You know. It's not fun. It's not fun <laughs> shelling out 5Gs, but I'm trying to look at the long term. Like, I, I want this business to last for a while. I'm kind of going to need my name, so... <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll I had to, with one it. of my, I probably, I don't know if I signed an NDA, so I won't say, but one of my major companies, I had to do that. Someone else applied for the name. And although I was using it like definitely years before, you know, they got CSE. but we just basically agreed. It's not that serious. We'll just play both play in this space. So I have a contract that just says you can use it. I can use it because it's totally different. They, they're using it for a blog and I'm using it for something else. So you know, that's always out there too. But you should, at the very least, there's, I think it's called TE, let me tell you what it is, with trademark lookup. So at the very least, you should be looking up anything you're potentially wanting to trademark by, there's like a, a like a lookup um, uh, search. So USPTO, it's called the test account, right? So USPTO.gov, and you'll see search trademark database, and so you'll be able to like, you know, a word search. So usually I usually just do word and I just type it in the budget Like if you were to type in the budget you know, you should see, you should see Tiffany. Like you should see me, uh, budget Nista. Cause I'd be crazy. I'm like, wait, what? It's not me. Um, Yes. Budget Nista. There is a, there's a word and a mark, you know? And so if you see, actually I'm in here, one of them says dead. So dead is because I told you. It got canceled, <laughs> girl. Re- Resurrected. I mean, for so the cancellation date was two thousand seventeen. Can you imagine? But it said like you know, like it said you know, like it's So now it's live. So you know, thank God. So even even if you want to, actually, matter of fact, this is a good practice for you. You will see December third. 2013, I actually trademarked the dollar sign B that Bitcoin uses. Before Bitcoin came out, I had a trademark. And if you go in and you look up Bajanista, you will see... The dollar sign B—that was my logo. I don't know what to do about it. I just keep it now because I'm just like, whatever. Maybe one day it will be, yeah, I'll be able to it. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> so like, and so yeah. So now you know I still own budget. Needs to thank God, but like, yeah, I let it expire in 2000. If you look, I let it expire in 2017. Got it back 2018. But during that whole time, I was like, oh, "What are we gonna do?"
0: Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> so yeah, great question.
0: We'll take a quick break, y'all, and be right back with another juicy question from the B A Q A.
1: Indeed! Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash Brown Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need Indeed.
0: Just visit squarespace.com brownambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right. I guess I'll take this one or I'll read this one. This comes from Nile. the Nile. All right. Niall says, I'm a new listener to your podcast. I found you through Delian Barrow's diversifying podcast. Shout out to Delian. And I've been hooked ever since. I got a tip from a coworker that one of our sister locations had their marketing manager put in their two weeks notice and I want to apply for the job. This would be me essentially jumping ahead to positions. positions. The problem is I have very little experience in marketing. In fact, my major was cinema studies with a minor in criminal psychology. I worked alongside marketing events and social media teams, but not enough to be a manager. I'd essentially be starting from scratch. The last person was paid around 100K, but I was wondering if it would be smart to ask for 80K, knowing that I barely have one year of experience in that field to get the job. My company encourages upward mobility, and my boss is on board with me following my bliss. So I thankfully have no roadblocks in that respect. I want to apply regardless, that way I can at least be told would I need to be a good candidate in the future but with shooting lower better my chances of getting the job in general then maybe I can work my way up to that six-figure paycheck any advice you financially fabulous aunties can provide would be so helpful even if I have to have a glass of wine and a notebook beside me while I listen sincerely
1: Niall Ooh, man she called you an auntie Nah, don't do that with your 25 year old self (laughs) <laughs> i'm only
0: i'm actually 35 so I'm, i could be her auntie <laughs> i know i'm just uh, i don't i could definitely be financially auntie. fabulous rich i'll tell you
1: girl i'll be honest because uh, i'm a real auntie a real life so why not <laughs> i've been called first this is
0: interesting 20 only 25 jumping two positions i mean i think it's great that you even understand that you know what the last person was paid i think that tells me that you're like asking questions um i wouldn't actually give them a number uh this is like an internal move for you it's at the same company so i would just go through the interview process and see what kind of offer they give you i would not give them a number um and i'm going to assume you know, for you, it'd probably be a big jump to 100K. Um, I wouldn't expect 100K. Given your level of experience. And also, you don't really know the story, or maybe you do, but we don't know the story of the person who was in that role before, how long they were in it. Maybe they were poached by another company. Um, maybe they told you it was 100K, but that was like 90K with a 10% bonus and total comp was 100K. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't put so much store in getting to that 100K number exactly. You kind of have to chart your own journey here. Um, although it's good to know certainly what to strive for. Um, um, at the end of the day, if the workload's going to be the same, they should be paying you in the same ballpark. Um, but because they know what you're currently making, you are at a bit of a disadvantage there because they may not, um, they may have certain policies or, or um, you know, processes in place to not give someone like as huge of a jump as that may be. I don't know what you're currently making. You didn't say, um, but yeah, I would say strategically do not give them a number. Go through the hiring process, make them really excited to hire you, and use it as a learning opportunity, like you said, and then see what their offer is. And then when you get their offer, don't be shy about countering it. Um, I just had this wonderful success story from one of my Mandy moneymakers. Her name's Dana. Dana and she was working she was working internally at this company for years and then they gave her um, they put her on a rotation like a contract like 6 months and into a manager position where she had to like hire five people and manage a team of five and they didn't give her a raise and 6 months turned into 9 turned into 12 then finally 18 months later she's still working as a manager no raise in sight Finally they were like, it's time. We have a job that we're gonna offer you and we can make this official. And she went to she had a one-on-one with me for coaching advice. And I was like, she almost didn't want to counter because she thought it wasn't gonna happen all this time. She's like, it's not gonna happen. I'm grateful it's happening. And I was like, you have to counter. <clears throat> you have to counter. And she ended up getting um twenty percent more than what she was currently Yay! making internally. And so you can counter internally at your company. So I would um I would encourage you to do that, but don't give them a number first.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I'm all for like, because uh, there's a, st- a statistic, which of course I'm going to mess up. I should have been looking it up. But basically it's like, in order for a man to apply for a job, something like he has to feel like he has like 20 or 30% of the skill set. Yeah. And in order for a woman, it's like, she has to feel like she has like 80 or 90%. It's something in that ballpark. Um, and, you know, I love that you're like, girl, I'm about to jump with this 20, 30% because why not? You know, I actually was like um, talking to someone today who's in the finance space and she's a big influencer. And she was like, hey, um, this organization wants me to speak. Um, How much, you know, I don't do a ton of speaking. although She's like really popular, but how much should I charge them? And I told her, I said, well, I'll share my rates with you because currently my keynote, because she's doing a keynote, my keynote is 100,000. I said, but um, that's just recently because I, I went from when Netflix came out, I raised my keynote from 50 to 100 because I said, why not? Uh, because whenever I do something that solidifies that I'm one of one, my price has to reflect that. Because it's always like you could either get me or go get more money because you're not going to find a match here. you know. I have, I have um, set myself aside to be a one of one. So I was just telling her that. And um, she was like, what? I don't know if they're going to be able to pay. I said, hmm, not only they're going to pay, I work for that company. They paid me 50 she was like, wait, what? I said, exactly. So here you are saying like, oh my God, you know, I'm afraid because they said they're looking at other people and they just want to see all my prices. I said, the girls got it. The girls got it. They pay me 50. And I said, it was this year. And guess what? They paid me 50. Well, the year before they paid me 30 because that's what my rates were the year before. And the next year I went from 30 to 50 and they paid it without pushback. I said, it's you that's holding yourself back. So you just, sometimes you tell yourself someone is not going to, they're not going to see the value. They're not going to. And so last I checked, she said she's going to, she's going to ask for like, you know, um, like at least above 50, which I was like, great. You know, Um, but, but I will say this, that it is important for me anyway, that if I'm asking for 50 to 100, I have to feel confident in my ability to, to deliver, you know, like we're not just making up numbers here because I see that a lot in all of these entrepreneur spaces that the, the girls will tell you, hey, girl, you need to do a high ticket item. Is the item though worth the high ticket? You know, you're selling a $50,000, you know, high ticket item to what, you know, but for what really? So for me, you know, I'm like, I know after 15 years of speaking and then 10 years before that being a teacher, which is a speaker, that I w- will deliver. $250,000 worth of, with a worth of value. So I feel very confident in saying a hundred. I had one huge, 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 huge multi global, well, not multi global, because it's only one globe, but like a huge global company come to me when I told them 50 and they balked at it. Like, Ooh, not you black girl. I mean, did I say that out loud? Um, and so I was like, yeah, that's what it is. And so when they didn't want to pay it, thankfully it was a sister on the other end. I was like, girl, don't let them do me like that. That's what I basically, I was like, for real, don't let them do me like that. I said, you see my list of credentials. If I was a white man, you would pay it. Don't let them do me. So I emboldened her and she went back and was like, don't you do my girl like that. They paid the 50. I over delivered. And guess what? Afterward, literally the executive person that was in charge, of it was like, Tiffany, you were worth more than that. And I'm sorry that we even questioned it. So that's what I mean. It's not just enough that you're going to ask for more. 25 girl, niece. Since we aunties, niece, make sure that you're going to turn up and turn out when it comes to that job. Um, if, you're, if you're not already turning up and turning out like where you currently work, you ought to be. So that way they're like, damn, you know, that, that 80 we're paying her, she's worth way more. So just, just keep that in mind that like, you know, you get to set your value, um, but to make sure that you're bringing value. And you know if you are.
0: Wise words from Tiffany, the boss, Bajanista. <laughs> All right, niece, Nile.
1: Thank you so much for your question. I like that, niece,
0: yeah, Nisi Nile. Nisi <laughs> uh, Thank you for your question. If you guys want to be on the BAQA, you know what you got to do. Hit us up. We are Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us through our website, brownambitionpodcast.com. If you want to be live in the studio, or the stew, as Tiff says, <laughs> the youth are saying it, then send us a voice note on IG. You only get 60 seconds, okay? Just warning you. <laughs> You may need to send multiples, but also don't. Um, be brief, and our producers will be checking those DMs, and you may get invited to join us live for the BAQA. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week.